This is the Rich Eisen Show. Foul's going to be called on Crowder. I knew it would be a totally different result. And he's down on the floor. When Anthony Davis got an and one despite kicking. The ensuing contact by Davis to the groin of Crowder. Jay Crowder right in the forbidden speed bag. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. Kicked him in um, the Crowders. But kicked him in the Crowders. Earlier on the show. Patriots reporter for The Athletic, Jeff Howe. Coming up, actor Ty Burrell. Plus, co-host of Brother From Another, Michael Smith. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of The Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Um, Again, in the last 15 minutes, a baseball play you must see. You will go to MLB. It's all over Twitter right now. It will be all that is discussed the rest of this day. Honestly, there could be a a seventh no-hitter this season, right? Well, eighth if you want to count, Mad Bums. Uh, Yeah, yeah, eighth no-hitter this season. It could be a a perfect game. A position player could throw a perfect game. It's the only way (laughs) that this this is not the one thing that everybody (laughs) talks about. Just for everyone to know, it's Cubs-Pirates. This just happened 10 minutes ago. Runner on second with two with two outs, right? With two outs. With two outs. With two outs. Okay. <laughs> he just had to step Hold on, on first. With two outs. <laughs> Javi Baez hits a ball to the third baseman. Okay, the Pirates third baseman throws across the diamond, but throws up the line. In other words, towards home plate. First baseman can just turn around and step on first, and the inning's over. Instead... Javi Baez runs back towards home plate to avoid the tag from the first baseman who follows him back towards home plate as if that's a safe harbor for Javi Baez. You're not allowed to do that. Like there's there there's like what happens when you go back there? Are you, are you is there a, like we've never this is a trap door open like you know what I mean? Like what's supposed to happen? you run out of room like it's you're at the wall. Like, is the batter's box is the warning track? But as Javi Baez starts trotting back to first, now the first baseman's in no man's land. He can't run back to first in time to prevent the runner who was on second from coming all the way around to try and score. He flips it, like lobs it to the catcher who tags the runner too late, safe. And then Baez takes off for first, which is unmanned. Catcher throws to the second baseman, who's now late covering, and the ball goes into right field, and Baez runs, winds up on second, where, by the way, the right fielder throws past the shortstop. Thank God the third baseman yes. was backing up, because if not, Baez could have had a triple. But they ruled it a fielder's choice, and the fielder's choice was to not step on <laughs> not first step to end the first. inning, but to chase Javi Baez back to home plate in some sort of construct as if that's a force play or a safe harbor for Baez to reach. <laughs> Rich, here's something I'm watching that's and, really... Hold on a second. <laughs> and it's an RBI fielder's choice? RBI fielder's and choice. And an error yeah. on the catcher to allow Baez to reach second. Yes. Correct. And according to the official score, first baseman gets off scot-free. 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 It's unbelievable. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Like he I, started it. <laughs> like I'm a clown, I amuse you. 
<laughs> right, but the funny right? thing is, <laughs> you know who's not amused? Our boy McAfee, who's, you know, all about the Pittsburgh sports scene. Oh, yeah. He retweets that sell the team. Sell the team. <laughs> Pat sell the team. He's had enough of the Pirates, man. If you follow him, the whole yeah, free world does. He's had a rough couple days with the Pens losing, and now this with the Pirates. Sell the team. Well, they're lucky Dion's not the coach. He'd get cut. Cut him right there. He'd be cut right That's on what the I spot. Say, the, I'm the official scorer. I I have the first baseman ejected. I know that's not in his or her purview. But it's just like, <laughs> what are you ejecting them for? You, how do you fall for that banana and the tailpipe? The minute Baez takes a step back towards home plate, I'll, okay, I'll just step on first, inning over, and then we'll just, then we'll just, then 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 we'll just go back to the dugout because the inning's over. It was two outs. That's the crazy part about this. Two outs. Hey, for so the moral of the story is, run back to home plate. Never know. Right, two, <laughs> two. If you're the second baseman on the uh, on the five three put out, and if you're the third baseman throwing up the line, you're the second baseman. You got to cover first. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that even if the second baseman was there and got the out on Baez at first, that run scored. Yeah, that kind of. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I'll ne- we'll never see anything like it again. We might see somebody break Joe West's umpiring record <laughs> before that happens again. Wait, well, the the Are home plate umpire Joe- or the ejection record? Oh, my gosh. Which one? Exactly. There's a funny part here where Bias, as he's running back to home and the play happens, instead of Bias running the words first, he sits there, watch the play develop, throws his hand yeah. up in celebration, and then decides, oh, I got to turn around and run back. Like, he did all of that and still ended up on second base. Damn. You won't see that in Little League. You you won't. Wow. So um, (laughs) let's get a new – let's take Jeff in uh, in Detroit, and then we'll get a news update from you, Chris, because Ty Burrell of Modern Family now of Duncanville will be joining us here on the show in about 14 minutes' time, and then uh, Michael Smith, a brother for another, will help us take us to his show. What's up, Jeffrey? How you been? Hey, what's going on, Unc, fellas, fellas? Uh, Listen – you were talking about the umpire, and it's funny, um, listening to Dan Patrick earlier today, who precedes you on uh, Peacock, he was talking about umpires and uh, referees having to sit down and explain their actions because in all actuality, their, their calls have long-lasting reverberations. I mean, think of how many courses of games have been changed by a ref's whistle or a flag or something. So right. I honestly believe they should have to sit down and explain themselves. Now. Got a good old barbershop question for you. Oh, we will yes. probably be thinking something like, something along the lines like this. What would a real New Yorker, what would be better for the city of New York? Mm. The Jets winning the Super Bowl or the Knicks winning the final? And what would Uncle Rich prefer? Oh, well, that's an easy one for me in terms of what would I prefer. Please, um, the Jets winning the Super Bowl would be number one. I mean, please. But uh, obviously, yes. but the Knicks have a much bigger fan base in New York City than I think the Jets do. So I, I, you're you're probably asking the wrong guy. But I, you, if you put that up there, Chris, Let's do it. I think the Knicks will would would win seventy percent to thirty. I think that would you know, but the Knicks have won in my lifetime. The Jets have not, you know. So 
But thanks for the call, Jeff. Tell everyone in the barbershop I said, hey. Most best. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, Jeff. Is, Jeff See you, bud. So, uh, speaking uh, of the Knicks, do we have a, a news update for you over there, Christopher? Oh, yeah, I got, got a few things. Okay, got... let's, uh, let's get a news update here on the Rich Eisen Show. Go ahead and hit it, please. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brock. All right, Chris, what do you got? We'll start with the Knicks before I get to a couple of uh, NFL things. Um, The the fan who threw the popcorn on Russell Westbrook has been banned from uh, all of those events um, in Philadelphia. The Knicks have found the person who has spit on Trey Young, and he too is banned. They, they released a statement earlier today. We investigated the matter and determined that this patron, who is not a season ticket holder, did indeed spit on Trey Young. For that Awful. reason, he Awful. is now banned from the Garden indefinitely. We apologize to Trey and the entire Hawks organization for this fan's behavior. We have turned the information over to the appropriate authorities. Good. Um, was it Roger McDowell? <laughs> nice sign, Thank reference. you. Kind of have some sort of fun here. Hey, just in case, in case you missed the top of our show, fans uh, who are also hitting each other now that they've returned to the to the game. Could you imagine? There's a pandemic, and we're all sitting there staring at empty stadiums and watching players play in empty stadiums, and we're all sitting there for for weeks and weeks and months and months and months, wondering when are we ever going to get back to that? And let's not take it for granted anymore. And then fans get back in, and let's start hitting each other. Because what? Because they're disrespecting my team or, you know. People had pent up aggression. I, I, I yes. just don't understand it. So just in case fans need a code of conduct reminder, once again, when you go to a game, um, you are not allowed to throw anything on the field or on the court. You're not certainly uh, allowed to throw anything at any of the players who are trying to entertain you. Uh, you certainly cannot spit on anybody. I would also just counsel that in the era of COVID-19, period, anywhere. Um, and then last thing, don't be racist. Let's not be racist, everybody. Can't believe I got to remind everybody about that. But let's not be racist. Let's not spit on people. Let's not hit each other. And let's not throw things on the court or at uh, athletes. Maybe here's what we should do. Let's clip that and send that out to – should I do like a PSA? For stadiums? The Rich Eisen Show PSA. I mean, it's like you're yeah, talking let me do it. Let me do it. first Ready? graders right now. Here we go. Ready? You just, okay. In, in three, two. Hi, I'm Rich Eisen of the Rich Eisen Show and NFL Network. You may remember me as the guy with hair sitting next to Stuart Scott for seven years on the Worldwide Leader in Sports, ESPN Sports Center. Uh, now that fans are being allowed back into stadiums and arenas across the uh, United States of America, we're very fortunate to be able to have that opportunity. Now that you're back at a game, hey, don't throw anything on the court. Don't throw anything at the athletes. Don't spit on anybody. Don't hit your fellow patron. And also, don't be racist. Enjoy the game. How's that? Boom. I think that's great. We'll, uh, we'll so play that out. I just we'll, did that off the we'll top of my head. On Twitter. That was nice. I don't even say that anymore. Yeah, that was great. No, that was great. One yeah. take, one take, Richie. One take, Richie. Hey, hey I've been Richie. at this a while. Hey. Plus, it's also, you know, kind of uh, basic information. Yeah, basic human decency. It's stuff you should have learned by first grade. I think so. You know. Good Lord. Keep your hands yeah. to yourself. Don't spit on people. Good exactly. Lord. Be nice. <laughs> All right, some NFL news, guys. Uh, real quick before we get to this funny video I want to show you. Adam Schefter reporting uh, Todd Gurley, who is a free agent running back, 
is in Detroit today to visit Detroit. the Lions. Detroit. How about that? Reunited Detroit. with that would be a, re, uh, a reunion with Jared Goff and uh, former Georgia running back DeAndre Swift. And now we'll well. find out as you go. How about that? Um, also, if we'll, you know how we'll find out if anything's wrong with his name, we'll just bite it off and take a look. <laughs> Speaking of Dan Campbell, he said that Jared Goff threw that. a pretty ball. Ask any Rams fan. He does throw. That a was ball. never a question about that Jared Goff. Not the issue. The one thing that the number of times you'd watch a game with Jared Goff here in the Los Angeles, you'd be there'd be there'd be some throws like, wow, that looked pretty. Like literally, that is the NFL films. Zoom in and watch the yeah, spiral type dream, and then widen out, and then just right there. Just the other times it just wouldn't happen as consistently. Like in the Super Bowl. Dude took the Rams to the Super Bowl, though. He did? I, and you could sit here and say, well, it was other things or whatever. That Monday night game where we thought offense had destroyed defenses and defenses were broken forevermore in the NFL, where it was him versus Mahomes. They won that game. They <laughs> won that game. Yeah, they won that game. Because they picked off Mahomes. They did. On they a defensive play. So it was never the question about a pretty ball of Jared Goff throwing it. He's one throw away from being a Super Bowl champ and probably still being here. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. What else over there? All right. Uh, we talked to Diana Rossini earlier of ESPN. She says that there is an offer in for Julio Jones and expects him to be traded uh, within about a week or so. Yep. Meanwhile, everyone is doing their best to try to recruit him to their teams. This was hilarious on TikTok. Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown makes the pitch. I haven't even been released yet. Okay, I'm going to sell you on some things right here. Listen to me closely. Put him in a jersey. You have 10 of you. Mr. Finger Roll himself every time. Eric Hill. Listen, he does what he needs to be done. Like, he's a leader. He's a great passer. He's it. Anyway, next. Him, behind me, superhuman. We don't even have to discuss him. He speaks for himself. Look how mean he look in the picture. Like, okay. <laughs> it's dark, then me, I'm up and coming. Pro Bowl, year two. Not a big deal. Kind of a big deal, but not really. Okay, scratch that. Anyway, Whatever. You, the GOAT of our era, the of our receivers. Help me help you. Come home, Julio. Come home. Well done. Well done. Very Especially nice. since he's wearing an, uh, a Julio Jones 11 Falcons jersey with blue tape <laughs> over, <laughs> over the Falcons. The word Falcons is blue tape, and he wrote Titans on it with like a Sharpie. And then he created a blue number eight over the 11 because clearly he's not going to give up yeah, 11 he, he to up Julio eight. Jones. <laughs> right. not he put in a Titans hey. number eight uniform. I don't know why he chose eight, but he chose eight. Maybe because eight is great. You can make it this way. You there can you make go. it that way, which is, by the way, a children's song that you will learn uh, one day. I'm getting that. Um, and then you got Derrick Henry, Tannehill. Very funny. Before uh, we throw a break, though, on this subject matter, Xander said to me last night. Your son. My 12-year-old son said to me last night before lights went out in the room, Dad, your show should have a TikTok account. Uh-oh. TJ Jefferson, <laughs> I know your plate's full. What do you think? Should we do that? Because he, he says about- that there's a there's young people that you could literally, he says this to me, like, make me feel older. You know? Hey Dad, there's young people there's out young there. People, <laughs> like, there's young people out there that your show, you could get your show in front of a lot more young people out there. I feel like TikTok, because I've looked at a lot, is a lot of dancing and stuff like that. And we're not going to sit here and make up synchronized no. dances. No, but... So let Del Tupo run it. 
and like people oh, and people give information, but I. But you know, it's not all dancing. Like even yeah, I know it's not all it's dancing. The ninety percent of TikTok is do 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 do. Like I, 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 we're not doing that. So I mean, if we can find I'm some other ways, you, I mean, you I guys sound sen- you guys sound old. I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say this to you. Uh, if we. If we do the 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 TikTok, the, t- the, the TikTok. If we do the TikTok, <laughs> no dancing at all. There will be no dancing. There will be no dancing. So then, for I don't know how we'll end up on the know, for like, you page if we're not dancing because that's how you get know. popular. And either that or we have to be so uh, someone you, who can wear a bikini. You're shooting this down. You're shooting this down. I'm not shooting it down because like I've been looking a lot, but I'm just telling you what I see. What are you looking at? Huh, I'm seeing yeah, stuff. <laughs> hey, Jay, what, what are you? What are you? What is your show me now, Paige? Brockman, you've seen my Instagram bookmark hey, section. Yeah, you kind of understand. You should probably go to break. <laughs> All right, Ty Burrell will be joining us next. These one of the voices and stars of the animated comedy. Duncanville, the Emmy Award winner, Ty Burrell, diehard Rams fan, when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed when you showed up in Steelers training camp, who, who was was Mean Joe there? Was all those guys there? Yeah, blunt. But I never, you know, he was defense. I was defense. It's like it was like the Hall of Fame coming to life. In that uh, spot. Well, no, okay. it was next year really that they really got the recruiting going. Okay, you know that was all the all the guys that made it to those Super Bowl teams. Are you saying you're the dead weight? Is I think I might have been dead weight. <laughs> yeah. And how did uh, Chuck Knoll cut you? What did he say? Yeah, he called me in. You know, okay. I went to the office. 
mm-hmm. and uh, brought my playbook, so I knew you know I was going. And uh, he couldn't have been nicer, by the way. And and you know he was complimentary. You know he said you know look you're a tough kid, but you know you're trying to learn the position. I had never played. We didn't have outside linebacker mm-hmm. in the college I played for, so it was the only position I re- you know reasonably could have played. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have. He didn't have time. He said look it's my first year too. So he said, I can get you down with the Eagles. The Eagles are desperate. And that would have gone, you know, rental car straight down 80, you know, to the. Yeah. And I and he said, but it's got to be, you got to tell me right now. And I said, I'm done. You knew it that you didn't want to go play no. for the Eagles? No. Why? I don't know. It was a, it was a spur of the moment. This, I had knee problems. I was, and I was, I, to be honest, I was sick of football. Who was the best football player that you ever lined up with or against? Roger Staubach. When did you play against him? I played against Roger Staubach when I was at Youngstown State University, and he was at Pensacola Naval Station doing his six-year bit. Wait a minute. This is a great story, right? Uh, yeah. You know, he, you know, they do that. He graduated from Annapolis, won the Heisman, mm-hmm. went down there, and played football for six years. You're playing against the Pensacola... What Naval was Station. Naval Station. Yeah. And then out trots Roger Staubach? Yeah. That's not fair. He was a quarterback. That's not and fair. these were high-scoring, close games. Did you rush him? Did you get him? I, Did you I, take I, him down? i tell you the truth. I I rushed him. Mm-hmm. I got a hold of him. I spun around one time on his leg, and he, and he, he just kept wiggling his leg free, and then he threw a touchdown pass. I hit him illegally out of bounds once. <laughs> and got, got a 15-yard penalty. And they had a guy... They're, <laughs> Their middle linebacker was a guy named Lynch, who was a was a naval boxing champion. Yeah, who I think his brothers played. One of his bro- brothers played for Kansas City. Okay, the Lynch brothers. Sure. And he wanted to kill me, you know, because they loved Roger. Of course. Know. So you almost started a brawl by hitting Roger Staubach out of bounds. Yeah, I was just so tired of chasing him, and he, you know, he just stepped out of bounds, and I thought, no, I'm. I've been running 25 yards now, you know. Yeah. I just kept. 15 going. yards on Ed O'Neill. Oh yeah. One of the most interesting guests we've ever had, one of the most interesting men in the world, Ed O'Neill, telling a story of unsportsmanlike conduct in Roger <laughs> Staubach. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, I love this man's work. I'm thrilled that he's back here on the show. He was on as part of his uh, Emmy Award-winning work in Modern Family. Now in season two. Uh, of Duncanville, the animated comedy on Fox that premiered past this past weekend with two episodes. The man who plays uh, Duncan's father in this, a, uh, let me get this right, classic rock obsessed plumber, Ty Burrell, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Ty? Hi, Rich. I I am great, if for no other reason than to listen to Ed O'Neill talk for <laughs> <laughs> a few minutes. Yeah, we that, just we just guy. we just played that, and I, I, I give me your give me your give me your best Ed O'Neill story. Do you have one, Ty? You got it. You got one. Oh my gosh! Please. Uh, you know Ed. So Ed basically taught us how to act on television, even <laughs> though some of us had thought we kind of knew what we were doing. <laughs> Ed Ed really showed us the tricks of the trade, and by the tricks of the trade, I mean how to do the absolute least. Uh, give the absolute least amount of physical effort possible and still get through your day. And so Ed, we actually wrote this sort of like, it's a fake book about all of Ed's wisdom. Mm-hmm. But Ed, so the perfect place for to do any scene is in a car for Ed. 
because <laughs> you get you're sitting down. You don't have to move. There's no blocking, and uh, you don't have to wear pants. <laughs> so, so in, when you're talking about a scene with you know the writers or the director or whatever, Ed would always say, or I mean, you know, with you know, winking at us, like, mm-hmm. is there any reason that this scene can't be in a car? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my and gosh! If there's no obvious reason that he was going to lobby for it to be in a car. Well, one of my favorite stories that he told when he he's been on the show multiple times, Ty, and one of the favorite stories that he told that is on our YouTube uh, archives was getting the role of Al Bundy, and he get, yeah. and and that that his way uh, uh, that everybody who auditioned for the role played it big, played it big, sort of like Jackie Gleason honeymooners type right. big. And he right. he had an uncle. He said that was totally resigned. That would that that everything would go be going crazy in the house, and the house would be falling down. And he would just look and say, "Yeah, what's for dinner?" And he said that that's the way he played it smaller and less, you know, and 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 took it in the other direction. And they're like, "That's our guy. That's how he got well, the." Well, you game. know, that's that's kind of that's kind of part of the genius of Ed is that. Um, you know he can throw away a joke better than anybody I've ever known, and 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 it's something that you can try to do. You know you can try to imitate that, and and it definitely serves you really well to go to play to underplay a joke a, a lot of times. But there's nobody who can do it like him. Um, he he would just putting once again putting the least amount of effort into the line made it 10 times funnier and it's kind of his his genius well you've got a lot of that too ty burrell ty burrell here on the rich eisen show before we get to duncanville i want to keep pulling on this because and i mentioned this the last time you're on the show i might do it every time that you come on here ty is a video you did for funnier die the old funnier die right. called the rant writer where the rant writer where where you were you played a writer who was hired by athletes and coaches to write the rants for them. Like you, you, you made it seem like every rant from we are who they thought they were from Dennis green to practice by Allen Iverson to Mike Tyson saying some of the most unmentionable things that you made it seem like you were the writer behind all that. And they were just acting out your, your words and your spirit. And that is one of the funniest sports related videos I have ever seen. Ty. I, you know, I, we had so much fun making those and we did make a second one. That you know, because you can't really keep up with all the rants. No, like, like the, I feel like you know we're we're overdue because <laughs> there's Conor McGregor and you know there's there's just it's, there's all of these people that it, that just peeling stuff off. Like, uh, I I feel like we're way overdue. There's almost too much content. <laughs> Conor McGregor would be a perfect one for that right McGregor's now. A, McGregor's, McGregor's a good one. You know, um, another one, too, I mean, just in going in the same way that you can go in the other direction is Belichick, you know, with his silences yes. and with oh, his one-word funny. answers. I like that. You know, you I like that. That, could, that. Basically, like, the, the whole thing, the whole uh, rant is, is me trying to really show restraint. Yes, and, exactly. And, and like, just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, just saying one and two word responses. Yeah, and that's, this is where you told him to give the look. 
the roll the eyes. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I love that. Ty Burrell here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, are you fired up about the acquisition of Matthew Stafford here? Um, I Very know, much. What do you make of that, Ty? Very much. I love that we. I mean, uh, we we got him a bunch of speed. Um, I'm super curious about Tutu Atwell. I mm. mean, who can't root for a five nine one sixty five guy <laughs> yes. in the NFL? Um, but yeah, I think Stafford. You know, uh, I I didn't really follow the the Lions, you know, much. But he always seemed like he had crazy arm talent and um, the ability to kind of you know do you know. I think there's. We've got to make sure we're, we're really establishing uh, the run game, so he's not running around all the time, right? Uh, crazy, but but um, I'm excited about it. So now, how did you first come to love the Rams? I mean, how far back does your Rams fandom go? It goes Tyrell? it goes back to birth. Um, uh, uh, I was uh, I'm Dan Pastorini's son. <laughs> um, no. Um, I wow, that's can I, can I can I have that as a scoop, Ty? Can I is that a is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all yours. That's all yours. Run with it. Um, no, when I was a kid, we lived in Oregon. My, all my relatives lived in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they would send us Rams gear as part of like you know just our way of keeping in touch with each other. So the gear became symbolic to all these family members that I loved and didn't get to see. And so then when they moved to St. Louis, um, it was really no skin off of our back. You know what I mean? Where, whereas a lot of people jumped off the Rams because of feeling betrayed mm-hmm. in L.A. Um, we were in Oregon, and it was like, well, we're still just going to see him, you know, back then, like three times a year on television. So, right. So, so we stayed fans. We were really committed St. Louis Rams fans. And... Um, and then in this weird, like, uh, you know, almost like an eight-year-old, like, boy's daydream, they, they, I was in L.A. shooting Modern Family, and they moved back to Los Angeles while I was there. Right. And if, 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 if you know, if I wasn't already a narcissist, I was, you know, pretty sure the world rotated around me when the Rams moved back to the town I was living in. Well, I mean, your co-star uh, also considers the Chiefs revolving around him from Modern Family yeah. as well. So yeah. maybe you caught a little bit but of the they Stone didn't Street. Move for him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's they didn't move for Eric, and well, they moved for me. Eric would have thrown himself on the train tracks before that happened. Anyway, he would never have allowed that. <laughs> yeah, to happen. that's true. If that was that's ever, true. Really, I mean, you know, that's so true. That's for sure. So that is that is great. Have you been to SoFi yet? Have you set foot in that jewel I, off the floor? I have not. I it's have a, not. We're I'm I'm commuting from Utah nowadays, of all places. Um, so I'm not in LA a ton at the moment. So are, are you um, giving me, are you are you giving me the scoop that the Rams are moving to Utah now? Is that what you're oh, saying? They're coming here next. <laughs> they're coming here next because that's what they do, right? Uh, wherever I move, <laughs> I'll move to Modesto, and they're coming to Modesto. That's really weird how they do that. But um, look, um, uh, but uh, now that the world is sort of you know uh, the Earth seems to be sort of rotating again, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to get down there and. 
There's nothing can't. like a tie. I'm serious. It's like looking if really? you've, if you've ever if you've ever looked into uh, virtual reality VR goggles for anything. Yeah, that's what this is. You're, like you're watching a game really? in a VR goggle. It is the sight lines, and no matter where you are, up top, down below. The translucent roof that, by the way, is not attached to the stadium, so I'll give you a heads up that it, it does get cold in there. Um, I mean, it is – it is. I've never seen anything like it, ever. It's unreal. It's that It's that. It is that worldly, huh? Well, I mean, also compared to, no offense, you know, where they've been playing the last couple of years too, you know, like to go from, right. you know, where where – you know, Calvin Coolidge probably once brought in the Olympic torch, you know, to, to this, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's unreal. It's truly unbelievable. Oh, really. I'm so excited. You should be I'm so excited. You should be. So, I, yeah. So you're planning to go to some games this year or it depends on. Yeah, you know, for sure. Okay. okay cool. I definitely will. I think, I think, uh, you know, I, I get accused of being overly optimistic all the time. My, my brother gives me crap about that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think every one of my teams is always is going to win the championship in whatever sport it is every year. And well, I mean, you know, also I, that, I think that, we're, this is the home of uh, Justin Herbert as well, Ty. So, I mean, you know, so you also know, like the other guy so in that building too. Here's a little bit of a secret. Okay. Which I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but by the way, this sounds like you're, on, this sounds this sounds like a character from Modern Family where you're you're putting your hand next to your mouth and you're telling yeah, yourself. I, I, yeah, this is <laughs> this is straight to camera. Okay, great. that's what I'm about to say. Okay. This is directly to camera. Um, when the Rams aren't on, I do watch the Chargers because <laughs> I'm such a Herbert fan. Why not? And I think I'm supposed to not watch the Chargers because we're sort of supposed to be rivals now, mm. but um. But I, I, I cannot help but watch. I love that kid so much. I mean, he is such an amazing person, too, um, and just cr- crazy talented. Um, I can't wait to see what happens in his career. It's amazing. It's He is and has been um, towards the end of last year and certainly in this whole draft season and a talent evaluation season and free agent season. He is the shorthand of the new unicorn in the NFL that everybody right. wants. That he is the new short like can the guy be like Herbert is basically what you're hearing about. So right what now. do you think why do you think there were doubts about him? Great question. What what's your take on why he dropped? Because there's always I mean not even that he even dropped that. No, 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 I know that. Like why would Miami go with Tua over him? Because Tua they also Tua yeah. Miami Tua had Miami at hello like literally were talked talk that Miami was infatuated with him the minute that he stepped on the field in that national championship game for Alabama. Um and right. then Burrow Burrow threw I mean jeez, the guy threw 60 touchdowns and won the Heisman in the national right. championship. So you put right. all that together, and you know it's not in a vacuum, but um, right. but everybody's got red flags when they come out of college. It's a it's a nitpicking business, but the his, fact his that red flags seemed to be that he was you know they felt like maybe he was too humble in hmm. a way, like too too quiet in the huddle, or they weren't sure he could be a true a leader in that way. Which I felt like, man, you really are to your point. Like that is really nitpicking because. Yeah. Everything else that you see and all of his on paper and everything is just amazing. And, and, and his teammates in college thought he was a great leader. And even the crazy thing um, is, too, Ty, is that he didn't start the season the way he got his start is because the backup, you know, had a, a you know, right. had a, a, a terrible High mishap Rock happen Taylor, right? Right, right, right before kickoff. The coach even said, you know, uh, that, that he wasn't the starter after almost damn near beating Mahomes 
without knowing right. until five seconds before he had to do that, right? And then, right. and then, and then, when it all comes down to it, the Chargers wanted Brady first, and you can't blame them. And they might not have ever no. drafted him, but it's the way it all right. works out in the world, man. It's right. unreal. Right. It really is. Oh, he, he. I'm, I'm so happy to see him taking advantage of it. He's, just, he's incredible. Ty Burrell, before I let you go, let's talk about Duncanville. Season two of this animated comedy um, premiered this past weekend with two episodes. Um, I, is this the version of Ed O'Neill likes doing everything in the car, that you don't have to be on camera here? Did you get to do oh, voiceover? It really it's is. And it really is. is. <laughs> Next time I'm in a live-action show, I'm just going to ask, is there any reason this can't be animated? <laughs> because... It really is. It is. It is. Um, I might as well be in there in a robe with coffee. It is so. It's such a delightful way to work. And if you're, if you're sort of, you know, a professional idiot like I am, you you just there's nothing better than going in and and making stupid voices for two or three hours twice a week. Um, it really is like in some demented way it, it just makes me so happy but this show is really it's really um funny and populated with super talented people it's it's um mike and julie scully and he he you know was with the simpsons for years and years and amy poehler who is sort of you know without peer in my opinion in terms of just being brilliant and she she plays both the mom and duncan in, in the show and she's sort of ridiculous you know as we all know, just ridiculously talented and an equally nice person. And um, it has that feeling of, uh, in my opinion, of being sort of like a great joke machine in the way that the, the Simpsons is. Mm -hmm. um, just like if, especially during the pandemic, both making it and watching it, uh, it is one of those just great uh, escapes. At least it was making it, and I hope it is for people watching it. It's just, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard, hard laughs. And how close are you to this soul patch wearing classic rock obsessed plumber with the, you know what? It's funny. When I first, when they, when I they heard that description, mm -hmm. I heard it as a classic comma rock obsessed yes. comma plumber. And I was like, for I'm just dumb enough that for like 20 seconds, I was like, are plumbers like really into geology? <laughs> 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 Wait, is this a thing that I don't know about? <laughs> like, um, and then I was like, "Oh, right." Uh, I uh, am probably further. I'm much further away from this character than I was from Phil Dunphy. This guy is like <laughs> yes. super hyper emotional. He's like got a hair trigger temper. He's barely. He's just hanging on. That's like he's just. Every episode is him just hanging on uh, emotionally, just trying to either either the depths of sadness or the like the the height of ecstasy. He's he's all over the map, and he he was raised. Gerald McCraney plays oh yes. um, my dad in the second episode. He's just you know he's amazing, um, but he gives you an idea of why that my character's name is Jack. Jack is just all he's trying to do is just be a better dad than his dad was. And um, Gerald McCraney's in the second episode giving us, you know, living proof as to why Jack um, is what he is. Because Gerald McCraney's sort of this great Santini of a dad who's, you know, just brutal. He's so funny in it, um, but he's he's pretty brutal to Jack. So hey, it's 
it's a fun ride. Hey man, I mean the dads that, that your your character gets and 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 everything you do, Jared McCraney in this one, and then Fred Willard before. I mean, you're. They're, oh my god! Oh my gosh, yeah, right? I've been I mean, so lucky. <laughs> How about that, Fred? Fred's, you know, I'll, I'll say this over and over again, but Fred had the most influence in my comic point of view of anybody um, alive, and I think there are a lot of a lot of you know comic actors that were influenced by Fred through mm. all of the Christopher Guest stuff. And I mean, there was nobody, nobody better at playing good nature. I mean, he kind of invented that good natured, <laughs> oblivious guy, or, or at least he perfected it. Well, waiting for Guffman is perfect for that, where he, where he asks if they, he should strike the stool from, from the, uh, <laughs> yeah. from the set where he's just trying out for the role, uh, in some <laughs> local theater. I mean, just, and he's so oh. proud that he knows the the term strike. strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, oh, so good, Ty. Thanks for the call. I really appreciate uh, the time and uh, you and everything and your sense of humor and and certainly when you come on the show, it it delights. Uh, I appreciate it. Let's do this more often if you're up for it. I I would love that. Thanks, Rich. It's it's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I need to know where you are so I know where the Rams are moving. So I need to be. Yeah, up yeah. On that. I'll keep you. I'll keep. Thank I'll you. send you a, a yeah. GPS point. Please do that. Please do that. Tag me, as yeah. they say. Check out again yeah. new episodes of Duncanville on Mondays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern on Fox. Thanks for the call, Ty. Thanks, pal. That's Ty Burrell, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh man, that was funny, 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 <laughs> funny, funny, funny. <laughs> Oh, let's take a break. We'll be on time for Michael Smith best we can to get you to brother from another right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. And we're back on this Rich Eisen Show radio station as well. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So I have here, word for word, verbatim, three of the great uh, sports rants of all time. Um, and we would love for you to do your best Victor Newman. Is that okay? Yeah, the Let's the first one is Herm Edwards. Yes, Herm Edwards. The first one up, Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002, after a week eight loss to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Here is play to win the game. 
as told by Victor Newman. This is great about sports. This is what's the greatest thing about sports is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game, right? You don't play just to play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go to play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, get your ass out of here, then retire. Cause it matters. Well done. That's number one. Next up, on October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green, they are who we thought they oh. were, as, as portrayed by Victor Newman. Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. All right, last one for you. I can feel it. (laughs) I can feel it. I'm glad that we got it rolling, because here's the last one. I can feel it. On May 7th, 2002, the famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson, as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden. Hit it, Mike. The great Allen Iverson, my God, man. Go for it. I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, okay? Not a game. Not a game. Not a game, all right? You're talking about practice. Not a game. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. You're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I know it's important. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. Eric, I think that's your finest work, if you don't mind me saying. Well, thank you very much. <sighs> Still some of our finest work I'm, I'm, I'm proud of. Very, very proud. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, eight four four two zero four. Rich, have you you have you have set the Javi Baez, oh yeah, Fielder's Choice RBI to yakety sacks and placed it on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show Twitter account or Instagram? I'm po- post- posting that right now. Okay, very good. My favorite part about it at the end is Javi Baez when he reaches second base, he looks at the umpire to say, "I'm safe," right? Like that that actually just happened, right? Like that this worked? actually worked. Yeah, I didn't this run all the way to second for nothing. This gambit worked. That insanity actually is within the rules of the game, huh? Bananas. Wow. Brother from another is Michael Smith, who along with Michael Holly, will be taking uh, control of NBC Sports on Peacock at the top of this hour, as they do every single day at 3 Eastern time. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? How you been? Good. Just chuckled at control. Uh, it's not something we're known for. <laughs> you uh, you will. I mean, hey, the, you have the airwaves. It's yours. It's yours. I know, right? It's yours to take. It's too late. How you doing? How y'all doing, man? We're doing How's fine, Mike. We are hanging in there. What's on your plate today? What's on your mind? Yours and uh, Michael Holly's. What do you got first? Man, speaking of control or out of control, these fans out of control. Um, it's, it's athlete versus fans. Yeah. It's, it's athlete versus media in the case of Naomi Osaka. Um, there's always something to unpack with 
Aaron versus the Packers. Uh, a lot of conflict going on in the world of sports, but that's what it's all about, right? Well, conflict. I mean, in, in, in terms of the fans, I actually uh, yeah. recorded a PSA during, uh, what was it, the earlier this uh, this hour? Did I do that? Yeah, yeah earlier okay, this just hour. Just off the top of my head. What you say? Well, I basically said, uh, essentially, just in case fans have forgotten uh, the code of conduct, uh, returning to... Um, returning to uh, arenas and stadiums, um, don't uh, throw anything on the court or the field. Don't throw anything at the athletes who are trying to entertain you. Uh, Don't hit your fellow fans. Don't spit at them. Uh, Don't spit at all in COVID-19 world, right? Uh, And then the last one was was don't be racist. Don't be racist. That was my last. Well, I mean, some people apparently need reminders. Uh, They haven't been in the fans uh, and stands in a while, so... I miss, so, I miss the virtual uh, stadiums, the virtual fans already, man. Like I, you listen, the I was so excited <laughs> to see people. It felt like normal, just, but I forgot how much sometimes I can't stand normal. You know, people uh, people don't know how to act. And you know, and, and it's, as always, we have to say it's not everybody. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a couple yes, of fans do. that take it too far. That is true. But I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, it's cute and funny, and it makes for a good storyline. When Knicks fans, who've been incredible, by the way, I know they've waited a long time to play meaningful basketball, right. but when MSG is chanting F. Trey Young, yeah, that's cute until somebody goes too far. Yep. You know, so, so there's something to be said for collectively, not just the ones who spit or the ones who drop popcorn, but collectively people just need to check themselves. Because honestly, you know, we, it, it's people have always been a-holes since the beginning of time, <laughs> but... Uh, the virtual digital world uh, has allowed people to do it consequence-free. Because just, you know, when we were coming up, man, see, we old. We were coming up, you know, you say some stuff like that, you're liable to get your ass whipped, you know. <laughs> Not enough people have experienced that, I don't believe, in life. Not enough people have had hands put on them. And that's just a general problem in our society. I'm not condoning violence. Of course not. I think if more people were subjected to retaliation for some of the things they say and do, they think twice. And so these people, they know that the worst that's going to happen to them is they get 15 minutes of fame, they get attention, and they get banned. But I don't know if that's enough to curtail some people's behavior, which give fan bases and fans in general a bad name uh, or or, a bad reputation, um, whether it's racist language in Boston or Utah or, or fans crossing the line in New York or Philadelphia. We know it's not all of them, but the ones who do cross that line uh, need to be uh, reprimanded uh, harshly, harsher than simply being banned in my mind. Mm, Michael Smith here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, you can't say Nets just because they've you know handled the Celtics, but who, who outside of them has looked um, finals worthy for you? <laughs> So far, I, I can't say that. No, no. I mean, because um, we could all sit there and say that. And as a matter of fact, yeah. we, as a matter of fact, if the Clippers crap out, you know, maybe the Lakers and Kawhi will be like that line in Ocean's Eleven. They need one more, you know, <laughs> and and uh, because you, you've seen the Nets have three and and two, like AD and LeBron aren't enough, or 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 another combination, Simmons and Embiid, not enough, and Giannis yeah. and fill in the blank, not enough. So right now, I guess first couple of uh, uh, first blush days of the of the playoffs. Who do you like? What do you like? Milwaukee, because I think um, you know it's been a three team conversation for the most part in the Eastern Conference. But even leading up to the playoffs, mm. there were two teams, one in each conference, who, who sort of had demons to exercise, if you will. The Clippers, just with the playoffs in general, and Milwaukee, 
got Miami right off the bat. And, you know, with all due, quote-unquote, respect Mm -hmm. to the Clippers and the unfinished business, so to speak, that they had coming into the season, I don't know that there was an organization under more pressure, even though Giannis is obviously signed for the long term. But what organization was under more pressure coming into these playoffs than the Bucks? And that pressure is not going away. Make no mistake about it. They're only halfway to winning a series, and certainly that's not enough when you have a two-time MVP and you traded for Drew Holiday. But Mike Budenholzer came into this postseason on the hot seat, and he started off against a team that knocked him out last year who had gotten healthy, gotten right in Miami down the stretch, and they've looked so complete against Miami, whether it's the shooting that regressed to the mean uh, in the second game, whether it's the defense they played on Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, um, whether it's you know Giannis, free throw shooting notwithstanding, and, and, and just the supporting cast that he has, or even Budenholz's adjustments. Um, They've been impressive so far, given uh, that they were they were under such a, a, a hot hot light, a hot spotlight, if you will, uh, coming into these, this postseason. But uh, to be up 2-0 on Miami, I, I thought Miami, um, and it was look, it could be one one. It could very easily be one one. Let's right. be honest about that. But the way they looked in the second game, it looked like this would be a short series. And Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee in round two. Whew. That would be great. Um, that would be my great. Nets. Watch out. I know, and then if it's Knicks, Sixers would be quite something, or, you know, obviously the Hawks, and, and we'll see how Trey Young continues to progress. I mean, um, it's, it's been fun. A lot of coming out parties this postseason. Yeah, I agree. No no doubt about it. And we're, 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 we're seeing some terrific performances, especially with Morant uh, and Brooks with uh, Memphis. It's been great. Oh, who's your guest today? Do you got a good – you got a, anybody that you want to – Hype here. Hey man, we have we have a hockey afternoon on Brother from Another. Our, our colleague Catherine Tappan is going to make her uh, Brother from Another debut. So we talking about some hockey. We dropping the puck on Brother from we Another. We, see, we 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 obliterate stereotypes one show at a time, Rich <laughs> I, I don't know what you're referring to, Michael. I don't know what you're. Referring yeah, to. I, you know, I'm just saying, you can't put us in the box, man. Well, you, for two minutes, maybe five, five minutes. Five for a major. <laughs> you take care of yourself. Best to Holly and everybody. Have a good show. All right, thanks. I'll be good. All right, it's Michael Smith. What's he talking about? I know what he's talking about. I'll say it. <laughs> All right. See, there's this thing rich about brothers in hockey. All right. So, Not what you're talking about. <laughs> We'll save it for tomorrow's show. I don't know, the Hanson brothers? Is that what you're talking about? Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Is Del Tufo back tomorrow, or are you here? Uh, He's here. He is. Hey, is Del Tufo back, or are you here? You know what I mean. Did that sound bad? It did. Oh, come on, fella. I love you, man. I got it. Yeah. Please stay, because, you know, when, when you're here, I actually get batteries put yeah. in my ear pack. Yeah, right. True. And he pays attention the whole show. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you definitely pay attention. <laughs> you do. Right. Thanks to Diana Rossini, Jeff Howe, Ty Burrell, and Michael Smith. Tomorrow's show, Rex Chapman will break down the NBA K-Rex. playoffs. And Howie Mandel of America's Got Talent. That's on Friday's show. For those on Peacock, we're back in a second on radio. We'll see you then.